0: Have your fantasy teams been struggling this year? Or perhaps you've been doing pretty well but want to put yourself over the top? Then make sure to visit our friends over at Finish First Fantasy Advisors. They are the premier one-on-one consulting firm that specializes in providing you with expert support to help guide you to the championship. You will be matched with one of their expert advisors to provide you with the season-long insight for your redraft, dynasty, or DFS formats. Their advisors will contact you weekly to answer all of your questions and provide you the needed information to get to the next level. Set up a free 15-minute consultation by emailing them at info at finishfirstfantasy.com or by visiting them at www.finishfirstfantasy.com. That's www.finishfirstfantasy.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skulking Sports Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Sculler. I'm your host, and uh, tonight is our weekly waiver wire madness special. Uh, we will be going over um, some of my favorite waiver wire picks. Um, I'm changing. I've changed up the way I'm doing this a little bit tonight. Um, instead of listing three to four guys that you might you might want to get, I am actually going to list. Um, the the few players, so I think I've got one quarterback, two running backs, one or two wide receivers, and um, and one tight end. That's it. I am only listing the guys that I would actually want to go after. I'm not just going to list guys that, yeah, this guy could work out, this guy could work out. These are the only guys that I would be targeting, period. So that's the way I'm doing this tonight. Um, it'll save a little time. Won't be quite as long but it'll 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 allow me to dive a little deeper into why I like these guys. So um with that, why don't we go ahead and get started with the day's headlines? Today's headlines. All right, and today's headlines are brought to you by the Sleeper app, one of the best apps you're going to find for fantasy football alerts and for Creating your own Dynasty Leagues. Honestly, again, with, with the settings that they have, you're not going to find too many platforms that help you create Dynasty Leagues like uh, the Sleeper app does. Plus, they have, they have uh, groups and channels that you can uh, ask questions in and uh, and be involved that way. But again, for me, the biggest part of it is the Fantasy Football Alert. So make sure to check them out at sleeper.app online uh you can also get the app uh on your phone i believe they have it for both android and apple all right story number one we are going to look at the second monday night football game tonight um and the struggles that dallas had on offense um i should have had this game already pulled up um (laughs) on uh on my computer but um this was just this was an ugly game. Um I mean it was it was it actually got to the point where it was a day, it got to 28 to 3 and the the Atlanta Falcons Twitter actually tweeted out you don't need to add us. You don't need to at us. Uh we we already know. <laughs> um but this game was just ugly and and they I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be a little bit apologetic about this towards the Dallas Cowboys, and there's a reason behind it. You know, we talked about Andy Dalton being a being a solid quarterback to to fill in because he's never had these types of um, these types of weapons to to work with, and. With that, he usually when he when he struggled a lot in Cincinnati, it usually had to do with the fact that he didn't have much of an offensive line. And one of the things that I was worried about with Dak and with um, Ezekiel Elliott at the beginning of this year was the fact that they had their—I think it was their starting center—retired. They had one or two guys that were dealing with injury. And so, over the course of since last year, they had lost at least three, if not four, of their starting linemen. I think, um, was it Zach Taylor or whatever his name is? uh, Zach Martin. Zach Martin. There it is. um, Was the only returning uh, offensive lineman to start tonight from last year and from the year in. So, over the last couple of years. So,. They're struggling because they don't have. I mean, all those all pros are gone, and then I think it was in the second quarter, Zach Martin goes out with a concussion. Um, it may have even been in the third quarter, but I think it was in the second quarter. So then you have five s- offensive linemen that weren't starting last year, all playing. Now I understand. I get it. You know, they're professionals. They're supposed to be able to fill in and do their job, but. We're talking about five guys who weren't starting last year. Who have not worked together like this before. In a game. You know, against a... Let's see if I can pull it up. um, Against a defense that has been playing pretty solidly this year. Um, Let me actually pull it up. Team defense stats. Arizona... Um, overall there was it I think they're about looks like they're about twelfth. Between twelve and fifteen in terms of total yards given up um on the season. Or at least in, in terms of yards per game. Yards per game. Um they have been pretty stingy against the pass, only given up two hundred and twenty two yards in the passing game. So they've they've been tough in the pass game. Um, They tend to give up, it looks like, I mean, I know they tend to give up a little bit more in the run game, Uh, you know, looking at um, their (sighs) points given up per game in terms of fantasy points, um, they're, I want to say, given up around the 10th to 12th most going into tonight. That being said, um, I thought that tonight was going to possibly be a good night for Ezekiel Elliott. And that proved to not be the case. The the offense just couldn't get going. Ezekiel Elliott lost two fumbles in this game. He's all I, he's never lost more than two fumbles in a season before, and he lost two in this game. Um, there were many dropped passes. At least one that I saw in the end zone, if not two, in the end zone through wide receivers' hands. Um, and then, you know, they're not even ge- they're not even trying to get Ezekiel Elliott going. Um, you know, Andy Dalton, I understand that they were down, you know, four touchdowns. But they didn't even try to get Ezekiel Elliott trying to find some run lanes, trying to get some cohesion on that offensive line. And so, this was just you cannot put this game on Andy Dalton. I'm sorry. You look at at the two interceptions that Andy Dalton threw. One of them was a bad interception. The other one was a non-call pass interference. You can't do anything about that. I and mean, even even the 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 um, the announcers were talking about how that w- that should have been uh, a pass interference. At minimum, should have been defensive holding. Even the you know they even went to the rules guy. And even he said, yeah, that should have been at minimum defensive holding. So I'm not gonna put this all on Dalton. They went against a tough pass defense. You know, you got Kyler Murray coming home, who, you know, used to play in Texas. Yes, I get it that that uh um Andy Dalton, you know, lives in the Texas area, you know, lives in the Dallas area, went to TCU. I get it. This was this was, I think, more emotional for um for Kyler Murray. And, you know, let's be honest that Dallas defense is awful. And when you can't, you can't your defense can't get off the field, it's gonna be a hard it's gonna make it for a hard time for your offense to even get in any rhythm. So all right, I'm done pontificating about this. Just for those of you who wanna automatically say, well, obviously, you know, it was Dak or now it's Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton sucks. This offensive line is shredded, guys. They're horrible. And they don't have a defense that can stop anyone to to give the offense a chance to even think about catching up. So there. That's that's I've said it. So moving on, next story. Raheem Mostert looks like he is likely to go to IR with a high ankle sprain. Um so we're looking again at the um at the team of Jarek McKinnon and Jeff Wilson, most likely being the, the guys in the San Francisco offense um, for running back. Uh story number three, uh Taylor Lewan is going to IR with a torn ACL. We we will see how this affects both the passing game and the and the run game. Now obviously, um I'm pretty sure Lewan went out before um Derrick Henry had his big ninety four yard run. You know, before they went, you know, charged right down and, and got the game-winning touchdown in overtime. I get that. It'll just be interesting to see because Taylor Lewan has been such an anchor for that offense, keeping Ryan Tannehill upright, and helping to open up lanes for Derrick Henry. Um, you're not going to just replace a an All-Pro left tackle like that. So we'll see how this kind of plays out. You know, moving forward. But as long as they their left tackle can do a serviceable job. Um, I think that the the Tennessee Titans for the most part keep rolling. So again, we'll just have to kind of watch this. Uh sticking with the with the Tennessee Titans, Corey Davis has been activated off the COVID reserve list. So now they have uh both their their top wide receivers, along with Adam Humphries, who came off the COVID list as well and had a touchdown in the game yesterday. So um looks like they're going to have for the most part Uh, Their full slew of weapons uh, this next week. Johnny Smith is questionable for Week 7 with a sprained ankle. We will see kind of how that goes there. Um, Mark Ingram may be available in Week 8 after the bye for Baltimore, depending on how his ankle is doing. Um, If he doesn't, Gus Edwards has been the guy. Gus the bus has been the guy in that offense who has been the most... Um, explosive in terms of the in terms of the running back, so I like Gus to be the guy moving forward. We'll see what happens. Again, this is all dependent on if Mark Ingram comes back or not. So, um, but if he doesn't come back week eight, I don't have in front of me w- who they actually play. Let me see, pull that up. So in week eight. The Baltimore Ravens will play Bam. Week 8. The Baltimore Ravens will play the Steelers, which is a tough defense to play against. So we'll see how that plays out in Week 8. We'll see who all is healthy. Um, If the Ravens do have Mark Ingram? I still don't like any of the running backs in terms of that, simply because the Steelers' defense has been so so good against, um, against the uh, against the run game so far this year. So, um, Zach Ertz is expected to miss three to four weeks uh, with an ankle injury. Miles Sanders is ex- is expected to miss Week Seven, so it's probably going to be the Boston Scott Corey Clement show in um in the running back room for Philadelphia uh in the Thursday night game I believe it's them against the New York Giants uh Christian McCaffrey we're still waiting to see when he's going to be when he's going to be back uh, <laughs> uh the head coach for Carolina said it it could be likely not to be this next week could be the week after it could be the week after that they just don't know so be expected to have to wait on Christian McCaffrey until week nine or maybe a little later. So, um, and I think that is all of the injury news we've got for you for tonight. So we are going to now move into our waiver wire madness. But before we do that, a little word about our main sponsor, um, Dr. Squatch soaps. Guys, I know and gals, we do have a few gals that actually listen to this podcast. I actually do know that from our statistics. But um you know, Dr S- Dr. Squatch is is a fantastic company. All their all their uh soaps are all naturally made handmade soaps, cold pressed, made here in the USA. Um using all-natural ingredients. I love their soap. Again, I'm a big fan of the black bar, the the pine tar bar. Smells great. It smells like you, you know just got out of a, a forest. Um, has that, for lack of a better term, a manly smell to it. Uh, I'm sure you've seen their their advertisements on Facebook. Absolutely hilarious. Well, one of the things that we we have from um, Dr. Squatch, we actually have a promo code that you can use. Go to DrSquatch.com. Order $20 worth of product, and again, they have um, they have soap, they have shampoo, they have toothpaste, they have, I believe, shaving creams, colognes. Go to Dr. Squatch, order at least $20 worth of product, and at checkout, use the promo code SKS20, and you'll get 20% off all orders of $20 or more, again, using the promo code SKS20 at checkout. So again, go to Dr. Squatch, check them out. I love their products. My wife loves their products. She's, you know, She loves how I smell when I come out of the shower, so again, go to DrSquatch.com, check out their stuff. They've got a lot of great scents, a lot of great uh, soaps. Check them out, and uh, again, use the promo code SKS20 at checkout. All right, let's move on into the Waver Wire Madness. Waver Wire Madness. All right, we're going to start it off. now. I've told you guys about this i am part of the expert consensus for um fantasy pros and as part of that they allow us to do um fantasy w- uh waiver wire rankings what they do though is is as part of that is they only take in the guys uh, th- as part of that list they pre-create that list of the guys that we can put in our rankings for waiver wire as far as you know, weekly rankings, we can do whatever we want. We can add as many players as we want to that. But in terms of waiver wire, they, they kind of pick and choose which guys are on there, and they have to be owned in a consensus of less than 50% of all leagues across Yahoo and ESPN combined. So, on the list from them in terms of quarterbacks available for waiver wire rankings, I don't like any of the options that are listed. The options that are listed for this next week, Derek Carr going against Tampa Bay. Kirk Cousins um, against Phillip Rivers. i oh, sorry. Kirk Cousins on a bye week, and Phillip Rivers both on a bye week. Um, so Derek Carr is going up against Tampa Bay. I, I don't like Derek Carr for that game. Tampa Bay, their defense has been absolutely brutal. Um, right now, they are the number one defense in total in terms of average yards per game. They give up only 64 rush yards a game, only 217 pass yards per game. They are fifth in terms of giving up pass yards. So they have been a a phenomenal defense. And so I don't like Derek Carr. I don't like any Raiders for this next game against um, Tampa Bay in the Sunday night game. So because of that, I went to Yahoo to see who was ranked where there. And so, for me, the only guy that I like that's rostered in less than 50% of leagues, I believe he's in 38% of leagues on um, on Yahoo. I'm checking just to make sure that I had that number right. I didn't actually write that number down. And so, we go to that rostered percentage, and... 45. So that's why he's probably not on the list is because he's probably rostered more than that on on Yahoo on ESPN. But Teddy Bridgewater um, going against New Orleans. Again, if you have a quarterback on bye or something, I think that Teddy Bridgewater going against New Orleans is a very good um streaming option. The New Orleans Saints are giving up the fourth fourth most amount of fantasy points against quarterbacks. They're giving up the fifteenth most pass yards per game, um, and on average, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this the the Harris Index. So go to harrisfootball.com. You'll find the Harris Index. Um, I've had I've had um, Harris on my on my show last year, um, and so one of the things that one of the things that he does is he actually doesn't post his index until. Five weeks have been played, and then what he does is he takes the average amount of points plus or minus for each position that e- that a defense gives up at each position, um, based on compared to what a player does on average. So, according to the Harris Index, um, the New Orleans Saints give up two points more than projected. To quarterbacks per week over the last five weeks um so for me that gives me the thought that that's a plus matchup for Teddy Bridgewater you also look at the um the wide receivers that he has now New Orleans is especially vulnerable to tight ends but uh I with the wide receivers that they have they still are giving up a bunch of pass yards. New Orleans is. Um, Again, 15th most pass yards per game. So I think that this is still a decent enough matchup for the... um, for Teddy Bridgewater to take advantage, to be a streaming option for next week. So that's my one quarterback. Next, we're moving on to the running backs. Uh, Justin Jackson. Uh, I don't have... let me get his rostered percentage here. Rostered in... 48.9% 48.9% of leagues. Now, I have dropped Josh Kelly in a couple of leagues just because he is not, he's not performing. Um, Justin Jackson, I think, can be the better running back. He has more experience. Going up against Jacksonville, who gives up the fifth most amount of fantasy points to running backs. They give up the fifth most amount of rushing yards per game. And they give up five points over projection per week to running backs. So this is a plus matchup for Justin. Ja- I would prefer Justin Jackson uh, to to Josh Kelly in this matchup. So plus with with the way that um, Herbert has been able to throw the ball over the yard and may allow them to run the ball more. So I like I like Justin Jackson as my favorite running back for this next week um, if you need a little depth uh the other running back I'm looking at is jD mckissick versus Dallas now Dallas has been somewhat tough against um against running backs um, they give up the 19th most fantasy points so there actually was the thirteenth or fourteenth least amount of fantasy points per um per game to running backs However, J.D. McKissick is also getting 19 receptions over the last 3 games. Uh looking at his targets, he has 8 8 16, so he's got tw- 22 make sure I do my math right in my head. 22 Yeah, 22 uh targets over the last 3 games, basically since Kyle Allen took over. Um, and so he is definitely getting used in the offense in the pass game. Um, has a hundred what hundred twenty nine uh, receiving yards. Has not gotten a whole lot in the ru- in the rush game. This last game against the Giants, eight for forty one, but mostly what he's being used is in the pass game. So, he, this is more of a, like a PPR twelve to fourteen team league type of move. Justin Jackson's the guy I like better. Again, that's again we're looking more like twelve to fifteen, <coughs> twelve to fourteen team leagues. Um, and so that's kind of what we're looking at in terms of those guys. But again, J D. McKissick, again, being used, it's full point PPR twelve plus team leagues. Uh, I think J D. McKissick is is a decent pickup for this next week. Moving on to the wide receivers, starting it off with Travis Fulgham. I don't know how he is not. Rostered in more leagues than this, to be completely honest. After what he did last week, I thought there was going to be more of a push to go after him, but there hasn't been. Uh, He plays the Thursday night game 38.3% rostered. Now I understand a lot of his his, um, production came in garbage time this last week. However, we now look at Dallas Goddard still hasn't come off IR. Zach Ertz is now injured. There's still no Alshon Jeffrey. Still no Deshaun Jackson. It's Travis Fulgham and and, and uh, who's it? Greg Ward. That's it. That's all they've got. And JJ orsega Whiteside, who the only contribution he can ever have is you know falling on top of uh, of uh, fumbled balls in the end zone. So Travis Fulgham, look look at what he's got this coming week. He's going up against the New York Giants team that's given up the 11th most fantasy points per week to the wide receiver. They give up the 17th most pass yards, so kind middle of middle-of-the-road pass yards, but they give up a lot of touchdowns. Now, while this isn't great here, over the last five weeks, they've given up 2.3 points per week under projection to wide receivers. However... Travis Fulgham is now the only wide receiver, him or again him and Greg Ward are the main two wide receivers. That's it. Plus they've lost Miles Sanders, so we're down to Boston Scott and Corey Clement in the backfield. You don't have, you probably still won't have Dallas Goddard, and you won't have Zach Ertz. They don't have a choice but to throw to Travis Fulgham, so. He's had 23 targets over the last two games with 16 receptions. He has scored a touchdown in three consecutive games. Now, again, you got to be careful about chasing points. This is more, this is all opportunity. He is the only guy there. So, um, the next wide receiver that I have, again, looking at guys that I actually want. I know Mike Williams is, is listed as probably my number three Wide receiver on my um, waiver wire rankings. However, Mike Williams' value drops drastically the moment Keenan Allen steps back on the field, and so we don't know if Keenan Allen's going to be playing this next week, dealing with the back injury from last week. But if he's back, then you're not—you don't know what to do with Mike Williams now. The guy that I like is Tim Patrick. I actually have him above Mike Williams. My t- number two wide receiver to pick up this week. Again, tough matchup against Kansas City. Third least amount of fantasy points to wide receiver. Eleventh least amount of pass yards. Um, you know, one point eight points per week to wide receivers under projection. The thing about Tim Patrick is, again, this is a matter of opportunity, and the 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 Dallas or the Denver defense. Um, looking at what they've done, they've done pretty good against running backs, but they give up more more than average against quarterbacks and against wide receivers, which means that the Kansas City offense could get out to a lead and force Denver to have to throw. Because of that, I think that Tim Patrick could be in, again, for an okay game. He's had over 100 yards the last two games. Uh, eight targets in each last two games, I believe. I believe he's at sixteen targets in the last two games. Uh, Ten catches. So again, more opportunity. I think that this provides a chance for Tim Patrick again to possibly get in the end zone to put up some more yards. Again, this is a twelve to sixteen team league flex play is where I would have Tim Tim Patrick. Or if you're you know riddled with injuries and you have no other options, again, Tim Patrick I think has enough opportunity and enough volume to at least not give you a zero unless he gets injured which that's random you can't deal much with that anyway so my last addition at tight end the only guy that I believe is really worth picking up at tight end on the on the waiver wire this week is Dallas Goddard and the reason for that is because of the fact You've got Zach Ertz, who's already on the decline. Dallas Goddard was getting more targets per game when they were both healthy and on the field. And once Dallas Goddard comes back, he is going to be the guy, the main guy that um, that uh, Carson Wentz trusts to throw the ball to um, because, I mean, he has the most rapport with him. So once Dallas Goddard comes back, he's going to get peppered with targets. So if you have the space stash him do it Um, you know if you can make the space to stash him do it and you need help with tight end he could set you up for a huge rest of the season in terms of tight end production uh, moving on so all right that is it that is all i've got for you so tomorrow i believe what i'm going to be going over is um some sleepers and busts that i'm seeing for the uh week seven matchups. I hope you guys have all had a a decent week that you got the uh, players that you were, or you got the wins that you were hoping for. Uh, I needed, I really needed that touchdown from Clyde Edwards-Solaire that was called back from a holding penalty. I lost by one, less than one and a half points because I didn't, well, partially because I didn't start uh, Ryan Tannehill over Cam Newton, but Um, the other reason is, is I, I needed one and a half more points. I needed 15 more yards from Clyde Edwards player or for him to just get into the end zone. So, but he doesn't get into the end zone in the pros. So, all right, that's it from me again. My name is Ryan Sculler. This has been the Skull King sports, Fantasy football podcast. Hope you guys all have a good rest of your week. Um, hope to see you or hear you or whatever. Hope you check in with tomorrow night's episode and we'll talk to you later.